Star Wars 7x7, episode 686. Today it's our weekly update on Rogue One in episode 8. Punch it, Chewie. Feel a disturbance in the Force? It's Star Wars 7x7, your daily 7-minute podcast. With your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and as we sometimes do, uh, often do, (laughs) always do, well, actually it's some combination of those three. When we sometimes have spoilery-related material, we always put it after the break and after trivia, so we are going to have one of those situations here in this episode as well, so just a heads up that you can listen all the way through the trivia question, and then if you are spoiler-averse, you'll know exactly when to jump off before we get into anything spoiler that you don't want to hear. All right, so let's talk about the big Rogue One kerfuffle that happened this week. And if you've been living under a rock or you stuck your head under the rock just to make sure you didn't hear anything or see anything that you didn't want to see, the overall deal is this. Again, no spoilers, don't panic. That somebody uploaded a partial of a Rogue One visual guide to a book catalog site overseas and naturally all the folks scanning and being on the lookout for that sort of thing found it and published it all over the internets, you know, as as you do. And Disney and Lucasfilm actually took the comparatively rare step of reaching out to websites saying that this was both unauthorized and incorrect in many parts, that the guide that was released, the pages from the book, were not in fact complete or accurate. And if you did look at it, if you actually read the things, again, no spoilers, don't panic, uh, there were a couple of sections where, say for example, a couple of characters were described, but if you read the actual descriptions, they were repeated across characters, so it kind of looks like it's placeholder text and that sort of thing. So there definitely were you know things that were not quite right about it, per se. But a lot of those websites complied with the takedown order, and of course, a lot of sites didn't, so it's out there if you want to go looking for it. It's funny, I got the notification for it, and it's the sort of thing that we would have considered doing a full bonus episode on just because of the depth and breadth and scope of the content that was involved. And I looked at it and I said, I don't know. (laughs) I just had a bad feeling about it. No pun intended. And when you know it, then all the, uh, the takedown things came around. And so I thought to myself, wow, okay, I'm guess I'm glad I didn't wade into that fray after all. One thing I will say about it, though, is that the book was referred to as the official visual story guide for Rogue One. And I thought that was interesting because not too long ago, Pablo Hidalgo tweeted out that he was beginning work on Rogue One, the ultimate visual guide. Slight difference in the actual text there. And I guess it's hard to know whether, A, it's the same book, which, you know, things could get titled differently in different countries since this leak happened overseas. And Pablo beginning work on the book, you know, this begs the question, I guess, whether the design comes first before the text comes at it, because the images that were released or that had been uploaded and then spread all across (laughs) creation, I mean... Maybe it's a situation where they have all the images and the design laid out and Pablo is just being brought in to do the writing on all the stuff around it. So I think that's a question that if I ever get the chance to interview Pablo, I will ask something to the effect of how are these books created? Is it led by the design and the copywriter just fills in those spots or is it all developed in concert? You know, how is it concepted and all that sort of thing? 
And books seem to be the biggest thing about Rogue One stuff happening this week. On the comic book side of things, there was an announcement that a planned one-shot plus a three-issue limited series on Rogue One in the comic book world was canceled, and all pre-orders have been refunded and uh, deleted, rejected, and all that fun stuff. So that suddenly disappeared, which was kind of surprising, because as far as I know, comic book stuff with Star Wars has actually been doing pretty well for Disney and Marvel and everybody involved. So that was a bit of a surprise. And yet it just so happened, and I don't know how long this has been out and about for, and I quite honestly haven't seen it mentioned anywhere, but there's supposedly a prequel to the prequel, (laughs) as it were. Rogue One, of course, being a prequel to the original Star Wars movie, and there's been a, a listing on Amazon showing up for a book called Catalyst, which is listed as a Rogue One story and supposedly set before the events of Rogue One, and it's coming out on October 4th of 2016, so we may actually get some interesting setup stuff about Rogue One prior to the movie, two months before the movie even. I'm actually surprised by that date because on the one hand October 4th is a Tuesday and all of their releases generally happen on Tuesdays but Force Friday is allegedly going to be September 30th this year and they released a bunch of books on September 30th so why wouldn't they release Catalyst on September 30th? Don't know but it'll be interesting to see how that develops. So that's going to cover it for us for Rogue One. As far as Episode 8 goes, so Oscar Isaac and John Boyega are out and about and getting interviewed for various things. John Boyega was at Cannes for the film festival, and Oscar Isaac, of course, plays Apocalypse in the new X-Men movie coming out, so he's been doing the press junket thing, and surprise, surprise, people ask him about Star Wars. (laughs) So this is what he said in an interview with Entertainment Tonight during the press junket for X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, but with with Poe, you know, he's he gets to be, be more of part of the story, and and all of the characters uh, in the film they get tested uh, intensely. It's a lot of conflict in it, which is great. Which is pretty much everything you could ever hope to expect to hear about Star Wars Episode Eight. I mean, really, yeah, that's exactly what we want to hear from this next installment in the franchise. And John Boyega's comments. I would say, sort of echoed and amplified them in his interview with Variety, which was a text-only interview. Some of the questions, I don't know who the uh, reporter was. Maybe it's a, a French reporter since it was at Cannes or something like that because there, one of the questions is, how many Star Wars did you commit to? And Boyega says, we're doing a trilogy, seven, and then parens seven, eight, and nine, which I assume was added by the editors. Just, there's something about that that seems so head-smackingly obvious. But then again, you know what? Star Wars may be a global phenomenon, but you know, it's not everybody's global phenomenon. Now, speaking of awkward questions, (laughs) this one actually, I don't even know if this is just awkward or Machiavellian, quite honestly. So here's how it gets set up. The reporter says, I loved the developing romance between your character, Finn, and Rey in The Force Awakens. How is that romance evolving in the next chapter? And Boyega seems a little flummoxed by this in the uh, text of the response. He says, I mean, we didn't establish a romance in Seven. We never played it that way. Daisy and I were friends. Follow-up question, so there's no romance. John's answer, yes, Finn and Ray, they're just friends. Finn is a stormtrooper, so he doesn't really know what's going on. So the romance thing is something that's going to be interesting in the next installment. It's not going to go the way you think it's going to go. Now that is a tantalizing quote, to say the least. And 
I guess, oh gosh, well, we're very careful about spoilers and how we deliver them here on Star Wars 7x7, but we are a Star Wars podcast, we're not a Game of Thrones podcast, so therefore I'm wondering exactly how spoiler-free or careful I need to be about Game of Thrones stuff, but let me put it to you this way, just in case you are not caught up with Game of Thrones stuff and it's your thing too. Uh, There has been an incredible media deception that's happened around Game of Thrones plot points, and it's to the degree that I'm wary of trusting anything that (laughs) that some of these actors are saying in their interviews and junkets or not, because really, what is their incentive to tell the truth, quite honestly? What is their incentive? They have none, absolutely none. In fact, they're de-incentivized. I mean, they all have things in their contracts about non-disclosure, and I'm sure there are penalties attached for those things as well. All of this stuff, like they have no incentive to tell any of us the truth about anything that's going on with the movie. And in truth, it's probably easier to just clam up and not say anything, so that way you just (laughs) don't slip up somehow. I mean, one of the questions was about whether Finn's character gets darker, and Boyega says, my skin color does because of the heat on the job, and then says, that's me dodging your question because Disney has spies everywhere. If I answer this, I get killed and I'm not in episode 9. I'm sure that's only... (laughs) A slight exaggeration. Although Boyega does say that Ryan Johnson is great in that it's a different take, darker and bigger. Someone will say, how do you get bigger than Force Awakens? But it's crazy, unquote. And that is going to do it for the non-spoiler section of the podcast. Again, the break and then trivia, and then we'll talk spoilery stuff, including filming going on in Ireland right now. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles. Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. All right, time for that trivia question. I've been waiting for this day for a long time. Last time we asked you what artifact Rey was toying with after her meager dinner on Jakku, and that was a Rebellion fighter pilot helmet. Today's question, who discovered where Poe Dameron had hidden the piece of the map to finding Luke Skywalker? Now, this is the point of no return. If you are spoiler-averse, then hey, thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you tomorrow. And everybody else who's staying with us, here is the deal on shooting in Ireland. So continuing ongoing, and the stars of The Force Awakens have shown up on the set of Episode Eight, including Mark Hamill and Daisy Ridley and, 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 and Driver. So Kylo Ren somehow appearing on Act 2. And before we jump into the possibility that there's actual live-action stuff happening here, I'd like to suggest another possibility for you to consider. Because the Irish Examiner has also reported that they had to truck in some ridiculous amount of water, basically, and they were saying that it's to create rain for the set and for the shoot. Also, somewhere in the stuff that I've been reading, and quite honestly, I've read so much this week that I'm 
hopefully it'll be in one of the things that I linked to at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. There was a suggestion that people dressed up as the other Knights of Ren are on set in Ireland as well. And so here's what I would like to suggest to you as a possibility of what's really happening here. I think that it's not a real-time face-off showdown between Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley and Mark Hamill. I think it may be that they are recreating the whole scene of what we saw just a snippet of in The Force back in The Force Awakens. Namely, that scene in the rain where we see a lightsaber getting stabbed through somebody and Kylo Ren standing with a bunch of darkly cloaked figures and bodies littered all around and all that stuff. That would be my guess on it, but I'd love to know if you have a different interpretation of things. So chime in at the comments of the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com. It would certainly be interesting to have Adam Driver actually coming to Octu and facing them there as part of any sort of climactic battle. That would be very interesting, I would think. But, yeah, the, the fact that rain is being trucked in, you know, that just kind of seals it for me. Along with the fact, of course, that, you know, if you're thinking about how Star Wars A New Hope was mirrored in a lot of ways by The Force Awakens, then you could continue to stretch the analogy and suggest that Episode Eight will mirror The Empire Strikes Back a bit, which means that you could have situations where Rey is sent into some place that is strong with the dark side of the Force and encounters Kylo Ren in a vision similar to how Luke faced Darth Vader in the tree, in the cave, the magic cave, as Lucas described it, or the magic tree, I think, uh, <laughs> in The Empire Strikes Back. So, yeah, lots of reasons why it's not a real-time battle. There have also been social media reports that have been scooped up by various Star Wars sites suggesting that Chewbacca has been spotted on set as well, which would kind of make sense, you know, since they delivered Rey to Octu in the first place, he and R2-D2, so, eh, you know, we'll see. And that's as much as I've got to say about Ireland for you. And there was one other thing I was going to mention, and it's being reported by Indie Revolver, which had broken some scoops about The Force Awakens way back in the day. <laughs> way back in the day, right? Like a year and a half ago, two years ago? Anyway, <laughs> they're reporting that Frank Oz has been in to record dialogue for Yoda again. And you may recall hearing that he had recorded dialogue for The Force Awakens for that Force back scene, and then ultimately J.J. Abrams decided not to use it and instead opted to pull dialogue from the original trilogy to use inside The Force back instead. Well, supposedly, Frank Oz has gotten a second invitation, and there had been something a while back talking about him being in London, and, well, isn't it odd that he's in London? He must be there for Star Wars. Uh, but... It's only dialogue as far as the rumors are going so far. Allegedly, there may have been a Yoda puppet that had been made for The Force Awakens, but just kind of kept in, you know, kept in reserve just in case. And there's no suggestion yet as to whether the Yoda puppet has actually become involved in the shooting or anything like that. So we'll keep you posted on that as that rumor develops. And that will do it actually for the podcast as a whole. So, hey, thank you for staying on for the extracurricular stuff and for the extra long comparatively podcast. You know, sometimes it happens that way. So take care. Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you engage those Star Destroyers at point-blank range, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. 
and we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at patreon.com SW7X7. It's not the shortest offensive of all time, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademarking copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.